0: And good Sunday morning. Welcome to the latest edition of Sharing the Victory, a program on Sunday morning sponsored by the West Virginia University Chapter of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And with us is FCA Campus Director Kirby Myers. He's been on staff about a month and a half now, and we've got to know him the last few weeks. And uh, Kirby, again, the uh, Campus Director and also uh, ministering to the male athletes on the WVU campus, along with Teresa Igono on the staff, who ministers to the female athletic teams on campus. We encourage you to learn more about the organization WVUFCA.org. You can go there. You can uh, read bios on Kirby and on Teresa. Learn about the organization and uh, even listen to podcasts of former shows. Right? Are yeah, they posted? Yeah, I up? think they're there. All right, very good. So go to WVUFCA to learn more about the organization, and even uh, contribute financially, if that's what uh, is on your heart to do. And uh, Kirby, again, good morning. We appreciate you coming in, and uh, we're going back into
1: John, right? Yes, correct. Gospel of John. Thank you so much, Kyle. Well, hey, great to join you again this morning, and what an incredible privilege we have to study the Gospel of John, which, as I told you last time, is also known as the Gospel of Belief. We are reading the words of the Apostle John, that disciple that Jesus loved, also known as John the Evangelist, who has written these things that you and I might believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and that through that belief we might have life in his name, and that is life eternal. This is why John has written this gospel, so that we would see that Jesus is indeed the Son of God, that Jesus is God, that we would see that he is deity and that in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Because of this, John wastes no time. He he doesn't begin with a genealogy like Matthew, nor with the story of the birth of Jesus, as we find in the Gospel of Luke. He begins with this incredible statement about the eternality of Jesus, about how he has always been, and how he has always been with God, and how he has always been God. And that's where we want to spend our time this morning. So three, lo- three points we want to look at together today. Number one, in the beginning, Jesus was. In the beginning, Jesus was. And we see this from the opening words of this gospel in verse one, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning. John's opening words here in the gospel of John sound much like the opening words of Scripture the opening words of the Old Testament, the opening words of the book of Genesis, where we read in Genesis 1-1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning. In other words, in the beginning of all beginnings, Jesus was. It is important that we establish that it is Jesus that John is referring to when he uses the word, word here, when he says, in the beginning was the word. If you would, look at John verse one 1- Chapter 1, verse 14, where he says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, this whole account that we're going to study, this entire gospel, is about the Word. It's about Jesus. It is written to inform the reader about the life and the ministry and the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, this is how John closes his great gospel in John 21, verse 25. He says, And there are also many other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose that even the world itself would not contain the books that would be written. I call this sanctified exaggeration. (laughs) John is permitted to do this because he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, He is informing his readers that as he writes this account of the life and ministry of Jesus, that there are many other things that Jesus did that he did not include. So Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the one who became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. And John tells us that the Word, Jesus, was in the beginning. Again, this is an incredible statement on the eternality of the Word, the eternality of Jesus Christ. In the beginning, in the beginning of all beginnings, Jesus was. So before the creation of the world, before the foundations of the earth were laid, before the heavens and the earth were made, as we read in Genesis 1-1, Jesus was. I want you to see a contrast here in John's writing. Look at verse 3. John says, All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. All things came into being through Jesus. Oceans, lakes, rivers, trees, plants, flowers, galaxies, planets, birds, beasts, crawling creatures— even locusts and cicadas. All things, all things were created, but Jesus was uncreated. He has always been. There has never, ever been a time when Jesus did not exist. Just stop and think about that for a moment, and when you do, the first thing that happens is that your head begins to hurt, because it is impossible for us in our humanity to comprehend this, that Jesus has always been, because everything that we are familiar with had a beginning. Each of us were born. Each of our children were born. I have three boys, two biological and one adopted. I was there for the birth of my two biological sons. We all had a beginning. There was a time when you and I did not exist. But not so with Jesus. He has always been. And our human, earthly, finite, sinful minds cannot grasp this. We cannot understand this. This is something we accept by faith. We believe this to be true because the Bible declares it to be true. And God has convinced us that his word is true. And that the God who gave us his word cannot and does not lie. Jesus has always been. He is eternal. He existed uncreated. And so in the beginning of all beginnings, Jesus was. John makes the statement about Jesus to begin his gospel. And we who believe that all scripture is God breathed, understand that John is telling the truth here. He could not be wrong, but he is writing exactly what God wanted him to write. He is writing the truth. Jesus will affirm this during his earthly ministry, that he is eternal, that he has always been, and John will include this in his gospel. In John 8, verse 58, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. This is not only a statement about his deity, where he declares himself to be Yahweh, that is clear from the reaction of the Jews in verse 59, where they pick up stones to kill him because of what he said. But this is also a statement about his pre-existence, about the fact that he has always been, about the fact that he presented himself in the Old Testament to the Jews. Earlier in chapter 8, Jesus said to them, "...your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad." To which the Jews responded, "...you are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham?" You know, Jesus could have had some fun with him them here. He could have said, oh, my friends, I am much older than 50. He could have set up one of those booths that you say, see at places like uh, King's Island or King's Dominion or Six Flags. At least back when I was in, a, in high school, they had these different booths where the worker would try to guess your age or your weight and had these Jews try to guess how old he was. Well, no one would have gotten it right unless they had answered Infinity, because Jesus, though he was in an earthly body that was around 30 or 31 years old at this time, he had always existed. He had always been. And that is why John the Baptist will say about him in verse 15 of chapter 1, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. And again in John one thirty. Where he says, this is he on behalf of whom I said, after me comes a man who has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. Friends, Jesus existed before John, Jesus existed before Abraham, and Jesus even existed before Adam. He has always been. He is eternal. He was not and is not a created being. Again, this is difficult to understand. It is really impossible to fathom But this is the testimony of Scripture that comes from a God who cannot lie. It is important to note here that none of us can prove that Jesus has always been. We have no physical evidence of that. We have no photos of Jesus that were taken before the beginning of time, before the creation of the world. Those would be pretty cool to see. But our atheists and agnostic friends cannot prove that Jesus has not always been. They were not there. No one was there besides the Trinity. The Bible declares that Jesus is an eternal being, that Jesus has always been. And so our first point today is this, in the beginning, Jesus was. Number two, in the beginning, Jesus was with God. In verse one, again, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Jesus was in the beginning, and Jesus was with God. Guess what else we learn here? We learn that God has always been God the Father, that he too is eternal. And as we will see in our study of the Gospel of John, and as we have already seen and understood in our study of all of Scripture, Jesus is the second member or person of the Trinity. He's not simply a manifestation. He is a person, and he has always existed. God, the first member or person of the Trinity, has also always been. So in the beginning was God the Father, and in the beginning was God the Son, the Word, Jesus. We also know that in the beginning was God the Spirit, and the doctrine of the Holy Spirit will be developed more as we get deep into this book. John wants us to know here, from the beginning, that Jesus has always been, and that Jesus was always with God. So if you were ever to see Jesus back before the creation of the world, back before the creation of mankind, you would always see him with God, with the Father. The problem is that none of us were around to see him. No one was around. But Jesus was always with God, and they had perfect fellowship with one another. John tells us here in the opening verse of his gospel, again writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus affirms this during his earthly ministry. He acknowledges this during his high priestly prayer, the prayer that he prays the night of his betrayal and arrest, just hours before he would go to the cross to be crucified. In John 17:5, Jesus says, Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Wow. What a statement. And John, the apostle, was not too far from Jesus when he prayed this prayer from the Garden of Gethsemane. The eleven were there with Jesus. Peter, James, and John were just a few feet away from Jesus as he prayed. We do not know if John heard these words as they were prayed by Jesus because he and his brother and Peter kept falling asleep. But he was either reminded or given these words to write down when he penned this gospel And I have to believe that when John wrote the opening words of this gospel, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And these words found here in John 17, which say, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. John had to stop and ponder what he was writing. How incredible this was to think about that Jesus has always been and that Jesus had always been with God. It is simply amazing to think about, and it is something that we must embrace as true. Jesus declared that he was with the Father before the world was. If this was not true, then Jesus is a liar. And if Jesus is a liar, he is not our perfect sacrifice, and we are still in our sins, and we are on our way to hell, and we have no hope of salvation. But friends, good news, Jesus is not a liar. He only tells the truth. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And he gives us here an account of something that is altogether true. In eternity past, before the foundation of the world, before the making of all things, in the beginning of all beginnings, there was never a time when Jesus was not. And there was never a time when Jesus was not with God the Father. Jesus was always with the Father. The Father and the Son were always together. If there had been anyone else alive for all eternity, that is what they would have said. They would have said, Jesus is always with his dad. They go everywhere together. They had a perfect relationship, unhindered and unbroken fellowship. And that would not change until the fullness of time came, until the time came for Jesus to come to earth as the God-man, to dwell among us and give his life a ransom for many. Philippians 2, verses 5 to 8 say, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." It is important to John to let his readers know that Jesus has always been and that he has always been with God, as he repeats himself here in verse 2 when he says, he was in the beginning with God. And so this is what we want to go over today. Number one, Jesus was in the beginning, or in the beginning Jesus was, and number two, in the beginning Jesus was with God. The third and final point we want to examine today is this. In the beginning, Jesus was God. Not only was he with God, but he was God. Don't think about that one too long or your head will start to hurt again. But we read in the last part of verse 1, John simply tells us, and the word was God. John writes this gospel to show and to prove that Jesus is the Son of God that Jesus is God with a body, that he is God in human flesh. We are going to see this over and over in this great gospel, but this is the first mention of this glorious fact that Jesus is God when John writes these words, and the word was God. The word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus was with God. Jesus was God. Jesus has always been And as we just looked at, he has always been with God, but he has always been God. When Jesus came to earth, it was not the first time he had ever lived. When Jesus came to earth, it was not the first time that he was God. He has always been God. Colossians 2 verse 9 says, For in him, Christ, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Jesus has always been God. So we should not only believe in the eternal sonship of Jesus, but also in the eternal deity of Jesus. There was never a time when Jesus was not God. There was nothing that Jesus had to do to become God. There were no requirements of him from the Father to become God. He has always been and he has always been God. We are told in the prophecies of his birth that this child would be God. These are verses that we always hear around Christmas time. We read these passages in December. We get Christmas cards that have these verses on them. But Isaiah 7, 14, Isaiah written 700 years before the coming of Jesus, in that verse says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel meaning God with us, that God is coming to dwell with us, for that is who Jesus is. And then Isaiah 9, 6, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. That will be who Jesus is when he comes. He will be Mighty God eternal father. The angel Gabriel says to Mary in Luke chapter 1, when he comes and announces that she will give birth to the Messiah, he says, and behold, in Luke 1, 31 to 33, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. He has given the name Jesus, Yeshua. It means the Lord saves, or the Lord is salvation. You see, friends, God needed a human body through which he could save sinners, For we read in Hebrews that it was impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. All those sacrifices that we see in the Old Testament, they never took away sin. They were only done as a reminder for sin, a reminder of sin, and also done to remind the people that they needed a Savior, a lamb without blemish who could take away their sin. The angel told Joseph, you are to give him the name Jesus. Call him Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation because he will save his people from their sins. He will do what only God can do. He will bear their sins in his body and he will forgive them and grant them everlasting life. Friends, we are going to look at the deity of Jesus Christ for many weeks as we study the Gospel of John over these many months together. We will see Jesus call God his Father making himself equal with God. We will see Jesus declaring that before Abraham was, I am. We will observe the seven I am statements of Jesus, and we will hear Jesus declare this in John 10, 30, when he says, I and the Father are one. But I want to emphasize something here and now that is so important. Jesus is God, and Jesus must be God. He claimed to be God, he declared himself to be the Son of God, and for this reason the Jews wanted to put him to death. And it was for this reason that he was betrayed and arrested and eventually crucified. There was no doubt in who Jesus claimed to be. So if Jesus is not God, if that's your belief system, if you embrace what the world teaches, that Jesus was just a man, if he is not God, he is not the Lord of Lords. Instead, he is a liar, and again, he would not be our perfect sacrifice, and we would still be in our sins, and we would have no hope of salvation. And really, the only help I could give you today would be to stay alive as long as you can to delay the fire and torment of an eternal hell. Jesus must also be God because only God can forgive sin, We read in Isaiah 43, 25, the Lord is speaking. He says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my sake. Jesus claimed to forgive sin. Jesus forgave people of their sins, and Jesus promises forgiveness to everyone who believes on him. And that is something that only God can do. When Jesus came to earth, he did not stop being God. He was the God-man, fully god fully man, 100% God, 100% man. He left the glory of heaven. He left the place where he had that perfect, intimate, unhindered fellowship with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. He came to earth. He emptied himself. He laid aside the independent use of his attributes, but he did not cease to be God. Paul says that in him, In Christ, in the God-man, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Jesus is God, and that is something we will be privileged to see together as we study this gospel together. I said to you in my introduction of this book that there is nothing more applicable than the life of Christ, than looking at his life and his ministry and his teaching and his preaching week after week. But I do want to work really hard at bringing application to our hearts, especially with a message like today's that is highly theological as we look at the eternality of Christ, as we talk about the deity of Christ. Let me just say if this theology that we are looking at does not lead to doxology, which means worship, and worship of this Christ, that would be very concerning. If you, if a study of theology does not lead to doxology and worship, it may be that you are not yet born again, that you have never embraced this Jesus. So let me give a little application this morning. The Spirit of God should be applying these things to your heart even now and causing you to rejoice in your God and your Savior. But we are sinful people and we are easily distracted, so let me help all of us with some real and meaningful application. In our first point, in the beginning, Jesus was. Jesus is eternal. Jesus has always been. We have not always been, but we are eternal beings and we will all live forever. Everyone who has been born again will exist forever. Those who reject Christ will spend an eternity in a place called hell, but those who embrace Christ through faith will do so in a place called heaven. Jesus is eternal. He has created us for eternity. And because of his eternality, we will have eternal life with him in glory. Just as it is impossible to fathom that Jesus has always been, that he had no beginning, it is impossible for us to comprehend that he and we will have no end. We will live forever. Think about that. Eternal life with Jesus will never come to an end. We'll never get to a point in heaven where we say, only 30 more days and we're out of here. It is for eternity. The second point today, in the beginning, Jesus was with God. We see that Jesus had perfect, unhindered fellowship with the Father for all eternity because he was perfect, because he was God. But we who know Christ have been saved from our sins. We've been forgiven of our sins, and they have been removed as far as the east as from the west. The Bible says that he remembers them no more. Does that mean that God is ignorant, that he's really forgetful? No, it means that he is gracious. And merciful. He does not remember our sin any longer. And we have been covered with the righteousness of Christ. We have been made perfect so that we can have perfect, unhindered fellowship with God himself for all of eternity. And when we have been there for 10 million years, we have no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Hallelujah. And then finally, in the beginning, Jesus was God Jesus is God. He must be God because only God can forgive sin. And we who are in Christ, we've placed our faith in Jesus. And if we have done so, he has forgiven us of all of our sins. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. And we are forgiven. And that is forever. And let me just give you some encouragement as we come to a close here. Our sins will never be brought up again. Our sins will never require a second payment. Hallelujah. Let's thank him. Father, we thank you for these truths today that in the beginning Jesus was, in the beginning Jesus was with God, and in the beginning Jesus was God himself. He was, he was with God, and he is God. We thank you for these truths, Lord. Apply them to our hearts. May this Theology lead to doxology. May it lead to a worship of you, our Lord and our Savior. And we pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, I love so many of those concepts you talked about, but one there you hit on at the end: our sins will never be brought up again. Man, isn't that a good thing? It's incredible because as Christians, you beat yourself up, right? True. You uh, you you commit it. We all commit sins. You try to to uh, confess them and and get. God's forgiveness, of course, but still, you just you beat yourself up. Right? Why did I do that? Why right. did I think that? You yeah. Know? So that's uh, that's an amazing concept. It's, it's, an,
1: it's uh, an amazing thought to think that Jesus went to the cross and and paid for all of our sins and and could say on the cross, "It is finished, mm-hmm. paid in full."
0: So once we once we get once we shed this earthly body and get to heaven, we never have to worry about anything. That we've done because they're obviously they're forgiven amen that's an incredible concept all right great work great teaching we've been listening to kirby Myers, fca campus director at wvu and um, again we encourage you to to check out the website wvufca.org you can learn more about the organization and uh, give financially uh, if uh, if that's what uh, is on your heart but uh, kirby thanks again we appreciate your time
1: Thank you. Appreciate and, uh, you.
0: if you like these meditations, you can uh, you can find them. You can relive them at the website as well, wvufca.org. So uh, check that out, and uh, Kirby will be back next week. That'll do it for today's program. Thanks for listening to Sunday Morning on WAJR, this program sponsored by the WVU FCA on 104.5 FM, 1440 AM, WAJR.